Welcome back to On the Record. I'm producer Sam Burmistaz, filling in for Sheila Cass today. Good morning. The Chesapeake Bay's waters have long hosted maritime industries of all kinds. Watermen involved in oyster and clam harvesting, fishing, or other work put food on the plates of restaurants and family dinners across the region. An often overlooked but crucial part of the Chesapeake Bay's history are the stories of black watermen who have plied their trade in the area for hundreds of years. Now there's discussion among these watermen and their advocates about a memorial to their history. Vince Leggett is the founder and president of the Blacks of the Chesapeake Foundation, whose mission is to preserve and document the maritime history of African Americans on the Chesapeake Bay. Leggett is also the author of two books, Blacks of the Chesapeake, an Integral Part of Maritime History, and The Chesapeake Bay Through Ebony Eyes. Welcome to the show, Vince. Well, thank you, Mr. Sam. It's always a pleasure to be uh, on the air with you all and... Uh, the seagulls are flying low and the sun is popping on the Chesapeake Bay. This was the home for a big class of uh, black watermen and black boat captains on the Chesapeake Bay. So we are taking this call right here from Ground Zero. We're also joined by Clayton Mitchell Sr., who lives on the eastern shore and contributes commentary to news site MarylandMatters.org. Welcome to the show. Thank you very much. It's a pleasure to be here. Vince, who are the black watermen of the Chesapeake Bay? What I would say is the uh, black watermen of the Chesapeake Bay, I would describe them as an amphibious body of people, meaning they operate on land and water because the traditional uh, Maryland seal shows the fishermen and the farmer. And I would say that the black watermen, whether it was enslaved or free, worked in both of those industries. Many of the terms are the same but they followed the seasons. And so whether they were uh, harvesting tobacco or harvesting oysters, clams, or fish on the Chesapeake Bay, they were really the same people. And it's emblematic of the great seal of Maryland, that fisherman and that farmer. So I will just start there. But what I will say is that their story has either been ignored, underreported, or erased from the history books, because when I pick up books on the Chesapeake Bay and flip through it, it's very seldom I see people that look like me. And so what we have been doing for the last 35 to 40 years is amplifying those voices and sharing that African-Americans have been an integral part of the maritime and seafood industry throughout the Chesapeake Bay region. Was there a moment when it became apparent to you that an organization like the Blacks of the Chesapeake Foundation was necessary? I would say so because, and I'm really a K-16 educator. I'm the former president of the Anne Arundel County Board of Education and have worked in urban, rural, and suburban school districts. And what I do believe is teachers can't teach what they don't know. And so I can sit around and talk about what the system is doing or quote what the man is doing, or I can get to it, step to it, and start developing my own publications, curriculum guides, and our educational material is used as supplemental material in social studies, science, and history throughout school systems all through the Mid-Atlantic region. Because I do believe that teachers can't teach what they don't know, and we've begun to supply those projects and products to educators. Clayton, you wrote for Maryland Matters about the need for a memorial for the Chesapeake Bay's black watermen. Why is something like this needed now? Well, you know, uh, in in case you didn't know, going back a few years, my father was in the legislature. He was Speaker of the House. We have a love for uh, the Eastern Shore and its culture, and that includes 
all of its culture. And uh, just like Vince, you know, I, I look in some of these books and there's a lot more watermen that look like me in those books. And uh, and as a young teenager and young person growing up in the 60s and 70s, I'd ride around the shore and I'd see the, the picking houses and they were predominantly uh, African-Americans back then. And I'd see the living conditions and there was a whole culture there. And that needs to be told. That story needs to be told. And, and as we get along into the 21st century, that history is starting to be lost. And I think that we can only grow uh, as a Waterman community if we know the whole story so that young people today can see uh, what that culture is and was all about. Vince, we're in the very early stages here for the memorial. What is your vision for this proposal? What I would say is that that we work with Waterman, uh, the 200-mile length of the Chesapeake Bay from Cape Charles and Cape Henry to Virginia Capes, where the Atlantic Ocean comes into the Chesapeake Bay. Uh, people might have heard of Newport News and Hampton Roads, and then on up the Chesapeake Bay, the 200-mile stem of the bay, all the way up to the Chesapeake and Delaware Canal, and then the uh, Susquehanna River. And so, again, as we work with school district and educators, again, trying to tell a more complete story, but also looking at it from science STEM. We call it STEM and STEAM, science, technology, engineering, mathematics, and arts. I mean, just looking at emerging careers. What I do believe is the Chesapeake Bay is a multi-billion dollar industry. And so when we look for growth and emerging careers, if your passion is technology or literature or computer science or cartography, the Chesapeake Bay and this environment is a wonderful platform to fulfill your passion. And so, again, careers is a real big part of it. So you're talking about a memorial, not just about the history of the Chesapeake Bay's Black Watermen, but sort of looking ahead to how jobs on the bay can look in the future. Yes, I think that's very important because I've served on the Chesapeake Bay Commission. This is a multi-state task force, Maryland, Virginia, Pennsylvania, the District of Columbia, and I represent uh, Speaker Adrian Jones, the House Speaker, and President Ferguson, the Senate President, as the citizen representative. And so I take that role seriously as a voice for the people. And so I do think that until we get all stakeholders around the table, we are not maximizing our financial investment into Chesapeake Bay restoration efforts. And so often, Blacks, minorities, inner city people feel alienated from the Bay. They just look at the Bay as a playground for the rich. But our tagline is, this Bay is your Bay, this Bay is our Bay, and by working together, we can improve the water quality and opportunities for all people on the Chesapeake Bay. And this is what we think this memorial or heritage center can really amplify. That's Vince Leggett, founder and president of the Blacks of the Chesapeake Foundation. We're also talking to attorney Clayton Mitchell Sr. On the record, on WIPR, I'm producer Sam Burmis-Dawes, filling in for Sheila Cass today. We're talking about the Black Watermen of the Chesapeake Bay. Vince, you called the historic discrimination against Black Watermen sharecropping the bay. 
What kind of obstacles did Black Waterman face in trying to make a living there? Well, I've conducted uh, hundreds of interviews and ethnographic studies over the last 35 to 40 years up and down the bay, from the shallow end of the bay to the deep end of the bay. And many of my clients 30 years ago were 70 years of age. And they talk about how many times getting loans to buy boats uh, when they were out harvesting oysters or clams, whether they got the same prices at the dock. And the way it went with the buy boats would come out or they would come into the packing houses and as the ice melted, the prices dropped. And many times it was the black watermen who were at the end of the line. And so Jim Crow was on land and Jim Crow was on water. And even as I work with more modern boating and yacht clubs, they just talk about how they couldn't go to certain fueling stations. And it was just a two-tiered system. And even in the late 60s, at one time, the Maryland seafood, particularly clamming and oysters, that you could work the waters of the counties that you lived in. And so Anne Arundel had a rich population of black watermen. Queen Anne's County had a rich population of black watermen. Dorchester and Talbot County and the Lower Shore, Wicomico and Somerset. But then as the rules and regulations changed and they started opening the bay up to all watermen, that impacted the uh, role and contribution of the black watermen on the Chesapeake Bay. Clayton, how does this cultural center, this memorial, fit in with the other many historical sites along the eastern shore? I, th- I think it fits hand in glove. We uh, we have uh, uh, historical sites everywhere. You know, you talk about the town of Chestertown, the town of St. Michael's. They have all these historical sites. But we also have a story that's starting to be told. Uh, we have the Harry Tubman Museum in Cambridge, uh, Frederick Douglass in uh, Talbot County, and the, the entire culture of the shore needs to be told, not just uh, part of it. And I think this is a great supplement to uh, it, be more inclusive and more comprehensive in the history of the shore by having a Black Waterman's uh, Memorial and Heritage Center. It tells a part of the story that's after the 20th century is just evaporating. And I think it needs to be preserved because People need to understand the past in order to move on into the future. And this absolutely is a story that needs to be preserved and told. Vince, for Black Watermen now, how difficult is it to make a living on the Bay? What I would say is that those who are able to diversify are the ones who are going to survive. Uh, I serve on the Watermen's Caucus in the General Assembly. And again, just the emerging trend toward aquaculture. Uh, Also looking at oysters as filterers or sanctuaries or conservation. And so I think that as the bounty of the bay declines and the regulation of the bay increases, it's going to collide upon a way of living. And for many of the African-American watermen, they don't have the Dutch uncles. They don't have the legacy wealth. And the day that the roof on your house leaks, the car breaks down, and the boat motor doesn't turn over, you're closed. And so what I would really say is trying to innovate. And as people look to aquaculture, I see a lot of the bedding watermen have one foot in aquaculture and another foot in wild harvest and a hand in sanctuaries and conservation. 
So again, I think those who are able to uh, diversify are going to be the ones who are going to be moving forward. And the last man standing or the last woman standing is those that are able to diversify. Well, thank you both for joining us and talking to us about this project. Thank you very much. Vince Leggett is founder and president of the Blacks of the Chesapeake Foundation. Clayton Mitchell Sr. lives on the Eastern Shore and contributes commentary to news site MarylandMatters.org. You can find out more about the Blacks of the Chesapeake Foundation at the On the Record page at WYPR.org. This is On the Record. I'm producer Sam Burmistaz, filling in for Sheila Cass today. Glad you're with us. Come back tomorrow. <laughs>